Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're continuing our look at Jesus' Olivet Discourse, in which he taught his disciples about the future tribulation that would come upon the earth before he established his kingdom. Now, they couldn't put it all together at the time, because in their minds they were thinking he would establish the kingdom almost immediately, and they were further confused by Jesus' recent declarations that he would soon be crucified. But they understood later. After seeing Jesus raised from the dead and ascending into heaven, and they remembered what Jesus taught so that they could write it down for us. Jesus described a very dark time, a time by his own words described as a tribulation so intense that nothing like it has ever been seen on earth and never will again. Pastor Jim will help us unravel some of the mystery and help us clearly understand what Jesus' words here mean and how that understanding ought to impact our lives today. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, I Have Told You Everything in Advance. As I've said, it's not here so that you can draw charts and graphs of the end times events, but Drawing charts and graphs of the end times events is a really interesting and edifying thing. And, you know, two two people's charts might disagree on a detail here and there. That's not the problem. The point is God has given us what we need to know. And he says, I want you to understand this. The third level of significance of this is that these words are are preserved in God's word for the edification and the instruction of those who will come to believe in Jesus Christ during the time of the fulfillment of these prophecies. Imagine if you have heard the gospel, withheld faith in Christ, and the rapture happens. You think there's going to be some people who will be pretty interested in dusting off Grandma and Grandpa's Bible and going back to what they kept talking about? Imagine the fervor of the Bible study of those who will be believing in Christ at the 11th hour of human history. So I want us to look at this warning from Jesus concerning the things that will be set in motion immediately by the abomination of desolation. So we already read verse 14. We already studied it, but I want to back up to that and read from verse 14 through verse 17. Now, you've heard about the birth pangs, the beginning of birth pangs. But here's where it gets serious. Here's where you check your go bag. Here's where you make sure you have a plan to get to the hospital, to use the analogy. But when you see the abomination of desolation, standing where it should not be, let the reader understand. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains, The one who is on the housetop must not go down or go in to get anything out of his house. And the one who is in the field must not turn back to get his coat. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Those earlier difficulties, 
they're really significant. Read about them in, in, in Revelation, especially uh, chapters 5 and 6. That covers the first half of the 70th week of Daniel up until the time of the uh, abomination of desolation. Those are the beginnings of birth pangs. Very significant things, but what comes after the abomination of desolation is the most severe of all things that will ever happen on this planet. Now, because of their proximity to the temple headquarters of Antichrist, that will be his headquarters when he commits the abomination of desolation. And for the last half of the tribulation, he'll be operating out of Jerusalem. So those who are in Judea, the area around Jerusalem, they're going to be in the most immediate danger. So the warning is especially to them, flee to the mountains. Now, we know that among the Jews who are alive during that time, at least 144,002, if we count the 144,000 of Revelation and the two witnesses, but I think there's going to be many more than that, but those are the special servants of His. Many will believe in Christ during those early months and first three and a half years of the, the tribulation. So the warning is especially to them, but not just to Jews. There will also be according to Revelation 7, an innumerable multitude. How many is that? More than you can count, okay? Of people from all the, or of people who are saved from all the, temp, the peoples and tongues and tribes and nations of the world. He's going to say, flee to the mountains. Now, the mountains that he refers to likely refer to the area to the south and the east of Jerusalem near the, the Dead Sea. It might also include some of the area east of the Jordan River in the hills and the regions known in the Bible as Moab and Edom. You can take uh, trips today, and uh, tour guides love to take people to the ancient city of Petra. Have you ever seen the pictures of that? Spectacular. And I've heard, I've heard sermons about how that's the place that God's going to take his people. Well, you know, we don't know what that place exactly is because God's going to have to prepare it. You could go to Petra right now, and I just dare you to take an extra, I don't know, two or three million people there. There's not one single Home Depot or McDonald's anywhere to be found around there. But what are they going to do for the necessities of life? Well, God's going to provide for them, and it will be a miraculous provision. And we don't know exactly what that will be yet, but we do know it'll be a desperate time. Flee to the mountains. The Greek word translated flee is the word Fugo. Can you guess what English words come from that? Fugitive. Running away. Run for your life. Just, just flee. And he uses word pictures from their culture. First century houses of those days had what you would call the patio or even the sleeping porch up on the roof of the house for the, for the hot weather days. And Jesus says, if you're there, when you hear of the abomination of desolation... Let the reader understand. Don't even stop in the house on your way down from the roof to take anything. Just run. That's when to leave town. If you're working in the field and your cloak isn't immediately nearby, don't even take time to get it. Just run. A holocaust of human slaughter, unprecedented, is about to begin. Now, a couple of things are happening at once. 
This is talking about the ramifications of the abomination of desolation, what the Antichrist is going to do. And he's going to do horrible things. And he's going to especially be going after Israel and Christians, both Jew and Gentile. But at the other, on the other hand, there's also the judgment of God going on. Now, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 10 says, When you come and put your faith in Christ, you will be spared the wrath of God. And trust me, that's, that's where you want to be. You want to be spared from the wrath of God. There's great detail of the, uh, of the wrath of God. It's going to be poured out in a, a specific sequence of events that's described in quite a bit of detail in the book of Revelation. First, it's, Uh, The lamb, the one that was slain and now is alive, he takes the scroll uh, from the hand of God the Father and and he begins to break open the seals on the scroll, which is like the title deed to the earth. And with breaking each seal, a judgment occurs on earth. Breaking the first six of them takes you through the first three and a half years. And then when he breaks the seventh seal, it reveals seven angels, each one with a trumpet. And when the angel blows his trumpet... Another judgment takes place. And when you get to the seventh angel, the seventh angel blows his trumpet and seven more angels appear, each with a bowl of wrath that they pour out. So the picture is that the judgments start with the beginning of birth pangs. And there's more birth pangs and more birth pangs. And then after the abomination of desolation, they get even more intense and they come even closer together. Believers will be spared from that, but... They will not be spared from what the Antichrist will do to them. Now, several places in our text, it describes unprecedented uh, suffering, unprecedented uh, persecution. Think about it this way. Whatever the world's population is now, remove all the Christians. That's going to be a very significant number of people taken out of the world. That's going to pave the way, I think, for the Antichrist to come to power. Then, as you read through the sequence of the the, uh, judgments from God, from the judgments of God, never mind what the Antichrist died, from the judgments of God, a fourth of the remaining population is going to die in a very short period of time at one of those judgments. So a fourth of the world's population, that drops it to 75%, three-fourths of what it was. A later judgment in that sequence says a third will die. Well, if you're down to 75% of what you started with and a third of those die, that takes out another 25%. Half of the people who survive or who are here after the rapture will be killed during the tribulation, in the outpouring of God's wrath. Just imagine if we had to schedule in the next seven years funerals for half the people on the planet. This is awful. Well, alongside that is the persecution of this tremendously powerful Antichrist. And he has a religious sidekick called the false prophet. His targets will be everyone who refuses to worship him. Hence, Jews and believers in Christ. He's going to unleash furious persecution against those who belong to God. So it only makes sense 
those nearest Jerusalem where this guy's going to set up his own image to be worshipped. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.